Hello, folks. This is Larry Schaefer with Living Scripture Daily. We are going through a journey of discovery of God's amazing Word, and thank you for joining me. Today, we continue our study in the book of Luke, and the topic we find ourselves dealing with is healing. It's in a portion of Luke where Jesus is healing many people. So what can we apply from this passage to our lives, and what can we understand about the important concept of healing? Luke chapter 4, verses 38 through verses 41, the Bible says, Then he got up and left the synagogue and entered Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked him to help her. And standing over her, he rebuked the fever, and it left her. And she immediately got up and waited on them. While the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And laying his hands on each one of them, he was healing them. So here's what's happening with Jesus while he's in the city of Capernaum. Within a, uh, you know, approximately a 24-hour period of time, three key things happen. First of all, he publicly casts out a demon in the synagogue. Secondly, he then goes to Peter's house and he privately heals Peter's mother-in-law from a high fever. And then thirdly, obviously the word spread and everyone in the village was bringing their sick and their oppressed to the house of Peter for Jesus to heal. The public casting out of a demon and the private healing of Peter's mother-in-law, which probably went public through word of mouth. Well, these two events really set the stage for a good old-fashioned healing service that afternoon. All the people of the village gathered outside of Peter's home, and the word spread about the healing of Peter's mother-in-law, and they brought any and all of their loved ones who were sick or oppressed to Jesus. And the Bible says, and laying his hands, Jesus, on each one of them, he was healing them. Now, We're going to take a look at how we study God's Word so that we can understand this important topic of healing. So let me give you a hint about really understanding, first of all, the narratives of the Gospels. The stories of the Gospels teach lessons. They don't necessarily teach absolutes, or they don't teach doctrine. This is confusing to some people, and some people, quite frankly, really disagree with it. As an example, here's a mistake that some make when they view narratives as absolutes. In this story, Jesus healed everyone from the village of all diseases and infirmities and oppression. Therefore, the absolute could be Jesus will heal everyone who asks. But my point is this story does not create an absolute. Some people prefer to embrace these stories and claim absolutes. You know, there's certain TV preachers that will proclaim that Jesus wants to heal everyone, and then as proof of that, they read these verses in the, about Jesus healing everyone. This is actually a misuse of the Bible and of the principles of sound interpretation. Now, I do believe in healing. There's no doubt. I'll talk about that in a moment. But to understand the Bible correctly, we should realize that certain parts give lessons and others give absolutes. For example, the Ten Commandments are absolutes, but the narrative account of the Exodus provides lessons. 
when Jesus teaches, he provides absolutes. He provides doctrine, clarity. But the narratives or the stories of Jesus, they provide lessons. Another example, Proverbs contains absolutes. They contain principles of doctrine. The stories of Solomon's life, who authored much of Proverbs, in 2 Samuel, this, these stories contain lessons. Lastly, the epistles of the apostles, they contain teaching and absolutes, but the stories of the apostles in the book of Acts, they contain lessons. So we must be very clear when we are reading the Bible, are we reading absolutes, directives, doctrine, or are we reading stories that provide lessons? And we must apply the lessons carefully. Additionally, there are absolutes that are true for us spiritually, but are not yet fully true physically. For example, Paul teaches an absolute truth by saying that spiritually we are holy and blameless before him. He also teaches that as long as we have this fleshly body, we are going to sin. That's from Ephesians 1 and also Romans 7. Spiritually, we are holy and blameless, but practically, as long as we are in this earth, we will still physically sin. A strange story that I heard recently about healing. I recently heard a pastor tell of a strange experience he encountered regarding the false view of healing that some Christians have. He was visiting some family in a town where he didn't live, and some friends of his family, knowing he was a pastor, asked him to go to the hospital and visit with an elderly man who was close to death. He agreed. When he entered the hospital room, he found an elderly man in the hospital bed, wheezing and fighting for every breath. His family was surrounding his bed, but the oddest thing was happening. They were all joking and laughing. The pastor described the scene as extremely awkward, strange, and very uncomfortable to him. As the pastor began to interact with the family, he discovered that they all believed that their father would be miraculously healed. Their view of Jesus was that he always heals when we pray. They felt they needed to laugh and enjoy this time because it would reveal to God how strong their faith was. Yes, when someone is sick, we should pray for healing. Yes, absolutely. Call the elders and call everyone to pray for physical restoration. But pray with Jesus as your example when he said, Not my will, but thine be done. Spiritually, when we are in Christ, we will not die. That is absolutely true. But physically, we will die. And therefore, sickness, illness, and suffering are a part of our earthly existence. Finally, the pastor took the older son out in the hallway and reasoned with him. And he said, your father is about to die and your family needs to say goodbye. If you don't, he could die while you guys are literally telling jokes. Fortunately, the son took it to heart and led the family to grieve and to say goodbye to the father before he passed. Well, as I mentioned earlier, I absolutely believe that God heals today. He heals today as well as he has healed in the past, and he certainly will heal in the future. We all know of miraculous healings, and we have heard stories from reliable sources about God healing. But that doesn't mean that we can boldly claim as application of this story in the gospel, that Jesus will heal everyone all the time. So next time, there's much more to talk about. We'll dig deeper into the fulfillment of prophetic healing as we find in Isaiah 53. 
But in the meantime, Father, as Paul said, while we are in the body, we groan because we long to be clothed with the body that is guaranteed to us in heaven. We long for our, our physical bodies to be fully redeemed the way that you have already redeemed our souls. This longing reminds us that our true home is in heaven. However, while we are here on earth, may we be useful to you, ready to do your will, and share our faith with others. In Jesus' name, amen.